we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Courtney. Of sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Another day at Cosmoprof. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it out. I can't say it's too long. It's too long. It's the longest hair show name in the country. Cosmoprof Mid Atlantic Fashion Focus. Whew. Glad <laughs> I said that. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I know, right? It's a mouthful, right? <laughs> so um today's exciting because one, we have our uh, we have our second most popular co host ever. Yep. <laughs> who's uh taking over our podcast again. Yep, Miss Olivia Smalley. Miss Olivia Smalley's joining us. Um, but she brought along a friend today, and uh, we're going to get into her story. Uh, today we have, oh, I'm going to mess it up, aren't I? It's yeah. Lisa Carrejo. Carrejo. No! I told you. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> she said I messed it up, and I messed yeah. it up. So uh, we're going to get into her story. We're going to talk uh, to her and uh, what brought her here. And I'm excited industry. to get into her story. I am, too. Really excited. That's why I brought Olivia along so she can translate. And she, I mean, her work and her skills are on point. Completely. You know, so uh, let her let her let introduce her, her own self because none of us can say it. Hey, you over there. Welcome to your day off. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How do you say your last name again? Carrillo. Carrillo. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm beyond excited to be here. And like I was saying before, I drive 45 minutes to work every single day, back and forward. So I can't wait to <laughs> listen to every single podcast that you guys Aww. load. So I'm always like, oh, what is the next one? Oh, not this week. Okay, wait. <laughs> well, you're going to be able to hear yourself. I know. You it's going to be fun. You're going to listen back to it? Oh, yeah. Many times. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to have it on loop. Of course. (laughs) So, Lacia, where are you from? I'm born and raised in Cuba. So, I moved to U.S. at the age of 22, straight from Cuba to Las Vegas. Oh, so you've only been here a year? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I say 2004, right? 2004? Yeah. So what, I mean, it couldn't have been just an easy trip and stuff. Like, what brought you over and... Like, what was the in immigration process from Cuba like and stuff? Yes. So, I grew up as a professional dancer. So, I did ballet, contemporary dance, and I ended out in an amazing show that was uh, created by a Germany lady. Mm -hmm. She found herself in Cuba on vacation, and she fell in love with the culture. So, she created this show, and I traveled to 17 different countries before I got to USA. 17. 17. Wow. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sifri and Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, the sure. So they are German. The tiger too. ones, right? The tiger one, the one that yeah. got attacked by the tiger. they both German, and they went to Cuba, and they fell in love with our show as well. So they say, we're going to get you guys in Vegas. For us, imagine 60 Cuban, never been in U.S. U.S. always was kind of like a, the impossible place to be mm -hmm. as a performer, as an artist. Like, that's a matter. It's just between the political problems between both countries. So we were like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're going to get us there. Whatever. A month after, we were in Las Vegas. What? He came to Cuba, and as soon as he got back to Vegas, that's when he got attacked by the tiger, that he was in all the news and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So even when he got attacked, we were signing our visas and we were like, oh my God, we're going to make it there? Are we going to make it there? <laughs> he got attacked. Like he won't be able to save us. <laughs> Whatever. Like we thought that he would save us from, I don't know, maybe a decline after we were at the airport or whatever. No, you guys go back. You know, so we were all scared. And I got to Las Vegas with a backpack. Just one backpack because the Cuban government didn't want us to leave. It was after, I think on the 50-something, 1950-something. 58. I don't know exactly the year, but that was the biggest Cuban group that ever came to U.S. to perform. So, And we were the next one. So can you imagine? Oh, my God. Cuba was like, you guys not going nowhere. This is impossible. They're going to trade you guys. You guys, if you guys get there, things are going to go wrong. It's impossible. The U.S. gave you that many visas. They have something behind this mm -hmm. they can affect you guys life and your family so they scare us to death we were so scared and we had to live with a backpack just making cuba government believe that we were just in las vegas for a week so they didn't dictate that you had to wear a backpack you guys just that was no part of the we plan. were making cubans believe the government that we were there just for a week got it but we didn't have a contract for the whole year and a visa for the whole year but uh, we couldn't say that to Cuba because they were so scared and they didn't want us to go anyway. So, and imagine we were young, full of ambitions, and you say Vegas, come on, that's what the biggest shows, and you know, so we were like, yeah. we want to go there. <laughs> Nobody should stop us. And we say bye to our parents and the family. Everybody was crying because nobody knew when we'd be back. Nobody knew. So I spent five years without seeing my mom, not even on the phone, not even on a white camp, nothing. So when I got back to so, Cuba... So whoa, whoa, you didn't talk to her for five years? Maybe a couple phone calls, because all the lines and everything were um, taken over by the government. So we were on the news and everything here, and New York Times and stuff like that. It was like a big, massive thing. It was like a big deal. Well, she, she must have been worried to death. I know. So it was really hard for me. So when I got back to Cuba, I even 
told my dad and my mom was so old. I was like, oh my God, you guys were so old. It was just, <laughs> because I didn't Welcome see home. them for so long. So right. they looked to me so old that I was like, in shock. And everything looks so different and the street smells. Like, I don't know, I was so disconnected from my country for so long that I couldn't even believe that I was in my country back. It was something that, I mean, it was super, super scary even to go back. Um, but nothing happened. We got back and everything was fine. And here I am today. Were you scared that if you went back to Cuba that they wouldn't let you back in the oh, U.S.? Yeah. yeah, that's what I say. Well, we, we were scared. Right. But... but um, we apply. Let me go back. I'm sorry. Uh, when we got to a year contract in Las Vegas, after a year, that was the visa that said we have to apply for political asylum. That's why you apply when you have problem with the government or right. your country, like Chinese. There is a lot of countries that have that situation. So the best way would be applying for political asylum. So that you get straight to be a resident, permanent resident, and work and live in U.S. That means U.S. protect you and give you a job and you safe. That's the deal when you are on political asylum. And that's it. After five years, you can go back to your country and you can apply for a citizen. So I'm a U.S. citizen, and I'm so proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. I hate growing up thinking the American was bad, and <laughs> it's the best country, you know. I live in the American dream for sure, but I didn't grow up thinking that way because the way um, communist country make you believe is just awful. awful. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's yeah. fine now. Everything is over. It's been a while, so I'm happy to be here. Well, we're blessed to have you. You know, Thank you so yeah. much. Have you been back um, since that five years? Yes. I go every year. My oh, dad awesome. just turned 75, mm. and he's still in Cuba, and I have a lot of family there, so I have to go, and it feels so good. I connect with my culture. I ground myself, and that helps me. That helped me to, like, I don't know. I just got a new car, like a good one, <laughs> two years ago. No, a year ago. And I felt so guilty because going back every year, it kind of reminds me who I am, where I come from, how poor I was. So I felt guilty to buy expensive stuff. So I just started doing that for myself after 14 years living here. So I'm like, I'm ready, Lisa. You deserve it. You work hard. And your family's good. They understand it. That's right. Um, when, you, when you started to go back... Did your family have like a million questions for you? Like, you know, because obviously they grew up the same way you did, hearing all the negative things about, you know. Yep. Yep. I mean, more and more, remember when I left, there wasn't even cell phones, there wasn't even internet, nothing like that. So now things open up a little more and people get to see a little more than used to be. But still, of course, they have a lot of questions, wonderings and um, they asked me a lot, for sure. Have they um, been able to come over to visit you here? Never. My dad couldn't ever come, and that broke my heart. For I still <laughs> broken, <laughs> but um, I applied for my mom. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm good now. Sorry. I need one. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's hard, guys, you know, because uh, you experience, my, la- my dad loves sports. So Vegas holds the biggest event. So my dream always, like, him to go to a baseball game or things like that. Not a hockey game? Any game. He will <laughs> die. 
And you know, that happened because my dad used to work for the government. So he would never ever be able to come because he has, he has so much secret information about the Cuban government that they don't let him go. So, not so even Cuba US. won't let him go. Yes. It's not that the U.S. won't take yes. him, but the Cuba it's won't Cuban. let him go. So it's not going to happen ever. And now he's um, he's old, so it's not going to happen. He never will be able to see what I leave, what I do, nothing like that. Thank God you get to go back to visit, though. Yes, I still go back to see him every year for his birthday. And in that week, he doesn't even know when it's his birthday anymore because I celebrate. I make sure that I celebrate him every single day. Mm. So every restaurant we go, we, I made them, you know, bring a dessert, sing happy birthday for him. So he doesn't even know when it's his birthday. He get lost. He's getting old too, right? So he's right. like, it was yesterday. When is my birthday again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> because I make sure that make him feel super special. I take him to the most expensive restaurant that is nothing compared with here like two people eat for like $30 but I'm saying expensive for them in there right, right. so I do the best I can do for him oh, I mean he's got to be proud he is proud yeah. he is beyond proud but sometimes I cannot read him I'm like oh my god like, I know he misses me you know I know he want more but he doesn't want me to make me feel bad so he's fine he, he acts like fine but I can see on his eyes when I leave he says every time I leave he say I'm filled for Three months, he say. I'm felt at least for three months. <laughs> I'm like, what you mean that? He said, like, yeah, like you fill me up. Like I'm good. I'm gonna be good for three months. Go, you're fine. Mm. Say that in Spanish. Si él siempre dice, cuando vienes, me siento lleno. So solamente por tres meses voy a estar bien y ya después, tú sabes, te voy a extrañar. Pero los primeros tres meses, yo sé que él va a estar feliz. Porque tiene los recuerdos de cada momento. He ha always had the memories of everything we do and last kind of for three months. I don't know why he said three months, but yeah. he always said that. I mean, he dropped me in line in three months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a refill. Right. That's what he says. And I'm like, oh, daddy, you're so cute. Aww. He's the cutest. I don't and know if you guys seen him, but I post in my head when I got a keyboard in my stories and he danced. He sings for me. Like if we walk on the beach and he sings for me, he just hugs my hands. Like we like lovers. Do you post that on your um, profile or on your stories? I have it on my stories and I have it on my highlighter now because every time I go to Cuba, people are so interested and they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I get so much questions. So I decide to create a highlighter and it's about Cuba. So oh, I had awesome. it now. That's yeah. gorgeous. And we both have daughters, and, and they're both daddy's girls. Oh, my so God. daddy's girl, for sure. So as you're saying this story, I mean, it, it's totally pull, pulling on my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm daddy's girl from head to toe, for sure. Yeah. My beliefs, but everything, I'm like super my dad. I know. My wife's like, oh, you're such your dad. <laughs> She's such a mini me, you know? <laughs> you know? So when, as you're telling it, it's truly, I yeah. mean, you know, beautiful. That's, that's I mean that's a beautiful story. Man. Thank that's, you guys. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So you're here, you're a dancer. How do you get into hair? Yes. So that's I didn't plan it. So I got to Vegas and literally you know, you're in the hustle every day trying to get a show, the next show, the next show, you know. So my show closed because once again was a year contract. And that German lady that I was mentioned before, she was trying to find another casino, but that didn't happen. So I joined multiple shows. The last show I did was five years ago and was Cirque du Soleil. So I think that was the top 
of my aspirations as a performer. You know, working for Cirque was like a dream come true. Did you travel the country or did you just stay in Vegas? No, it was a show based in Vegas okay. that I did with Cirque du Soleil. And that's it. It was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm plenty, I'm good, I'm, I was happy. But um, I got hurt a little bit before Cirque du Soleil. And I knew that I had to find something else to do. I knew it on my heart. But, of course, growing up as a dancer, that was the only thing I knew that I could do. I didn't see myself in nothing else. <laughs> so I went to interior designer school and I went to fashion designer school. That's what I thought I was good for me. Oh, my gosh. It was 80 grand, 20-something. I don't even know. It was so much money. And I was like, I cannot afford that. And once again, I've always been cheap. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like coming up where I came from. You know, it's just like, that's a lot of money. Like, I cannot even comprehend. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but in Cuba, education is free. Mm -hmm. So to me, I couldn't comprehend. I don't know why. Yeah, so, education's a business here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, it was so illogical. I was like, I cannot pay for that. I don't know. I was just so confused. My English wasn't that good by that time. That was maybe It's three. great now. Oh, thank you. That was maybe three years, two years living in America. So I was learning still. So I always had this huge, big afro that you see on my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born like this. And I was always that friend on the shows, helping everybody with the hair and makeup. Because mine was so hard to do. So... After I did mine, everybody, everybody was waiting was in line. Right. Like, oh, you can do a braid. Can you braid here? Can you braid that? I was good at braids and stuff like that. Because it was like, it was a piece of cake. So my friends were the ones that you should try to go to that school. They didn't even call it beauty school. They were like, go to that school that you can color and cut hair. I was like, what? <laughs> There's a school for you? Right. I was like, okay, let me go. So I went there and there was just $8,000. I was like, oh my God, I can do that. That's not that expensive. That's it. That's what I did. I started beauty school not even knowing there was a thing for me, but I'm really determined. I'm extremely competitive. I don't know if you guys are familiar with education in Cuba, but how I say, when education is free, you have to prove that you're the best in order to submit yourself to college or places. Because it's a competition, right? Right. Because it's free, so gets to college whoever is good enough to be there. So if you were a student for middle school and high school, you can be a lawyer, a doctor, like that is a specific range. If you are C, you can be maybe, I don't know, um, I don't know, a mechanic, a dancer. If you are B, you can be an engineer. Like each of they divided in different like I don't levels, know, or levels, I yeah, would yeah. say. So I'm always had that in my mind. So if I do something, I have to be the best and I have to put 100%. I would say even 120. Mm. So going to beauty school, I was like, this is no nothing that I ever thought about it, but I had to be here and put 120%. That's the only thing I knew. I had to be the best. I had to compete to create a better self. And that's what I did pretty much. I got myself in beauty school and I tried to learn as much as possible. My English, once again, wasn't good. So at the end of the class, I had to take the books home. And those color books that nobody read, I was reading them from <laughs> head to toe. Right. I was like, I had to understand, what is Melanie? What is that? What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Even when I went to the... <laughs> oh, my God, this is a true story. When I went to my license test, I had to relate 
especially the skin diseases and the nails diseases with my friends' names. <laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't memorize them, guys. It was so hard for me to memorize skin diseases and nails diseases. I did cosmetology, so I did everything. Then I was, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I would cry. So what are some of those names? <laughs> Becky and... You know no. what I'm saying? You know the names I'm saying, right? But you know what? That it was is, hard. That is so impressive because it's hard. it was hard for me, and I know English, right? Grew up here, and I, I struggled with it. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's how impressive it is. Now you feel me, right? That's how... And I got 95%. Wow. <laughs> that tells you how determined and strong I am. That's why you are where you are today. Yep. Totally 100%. Mm. 100%. My dad always said to me, if you do something, you have to be the best. You don't have to be the first one. You don't have to be the last one. You have to be there. Everybody That's why all those Cubans you. kick our butts in baseball. With it. You know, all the kids, you know what I mean? That and with rice and beans, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> we don't eat steak. <laughs> we don't eat steak over there and good food. It's rice and beans and we run and we just jump. And I don't even know how they do it. But oh uh. my gosh, I remember to train hours on ballet and stuff like that. And I would be, my stomach would crawl on me. I would be so hungry, no having nothing to eat. But you have to keep going because if you want to go to the next school, you have to be the best. So there is no, there is no choices. So I grew up with no choices. So when you grew up with cho- no choices, um, the only choices is just to do you and be, you know, the best of yourself. I so can't I even felt imagine. Like, even though I grew up poor, I but my poor is completely different than oh your yeah. poor. You know what I mean? It's like. You, you have, uh, say you had 10 kids, right? And you have one piece, whether it's candy or say you had 10 hungry people and there's only one, you know, whatever food item there is and say only one of you guys going to get this. Oh, yeah. I know that and feeling. So you, you got to grow up with that mentality. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm the best. Y'all can't get it because I'm getting yep. it. And that's, yep. I can't imagine. It's, I mean, I can tell you stories for a day that I, I, I mean... Where I come from is like, even people that travel to crazy countries, they go to Cuba and they're like, oh my God. Because believe it or not, it's a country that is being owned by the same government for over 60 years under the same regimen. It's insane controlling. Like when I say people, there is no arms. That I mean, like there is no guns and stuff like that there. There is no drugs. Like, people are like, what? I was like, no. They don't let nothing get in and out. Like <laughs> I have my cousins. They all like, my cousins. They didn't have a TV until they were sixteen. Like I mean, I grew up with the stuff. Like I mean, not even the poorest poor people here. I mean, I've been in shelters here, like trying to like help people, and not even the shelters live. The way poor people live there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's hundred percent. It's bad. hundred percent. You know. Wow. Wow. So, all right, you get out of hair school. Are you, you're still in Vegas. Yes, I've been in Vegas since. Like I never moved from Vegas ever. You know, are you still in Vegas today? Yes. Wow. I've been in Vegas for 14 years. So, did you, when you got out of hair school, did you apprentice or did you go straight on the floor? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You want to get to that? <laughs> I have a long story for that. Yeah, all right, let's go. Hey, we got, we got, we got time, girl. Yeah, so I finished beauty school, and I would say halfway through, I fell in love with um, how people, how people were feeling. 
after I was touching them and doing the color. You know, the first half is kind of theory, and mm-hmm. then you start getting walk-ins. That's when I start feeling because I like people. So I was like, wow, the connection, looking at them. I was like, how happy they were. I was like, wow, this made me feel really good, make other people feel good. Uh, I finished beauty school right after, once again, here's the competitive Lisa, I want to work <laughs> on the best salon in Las Vegas. So I got my laptop. No, I didn't have a laptop. Shut up, Lisa. Whatever, my phone, whatever it was. I just owned the computer two years ago. So I have something that I searched. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my phone. And I found this amazing square salon and was one of the best in town, like through the jail previews and stuff like that. So I walked there, was super intimidating. And I was I want to work here. This is my resume. And by that time, I have a lot of makeup and abdus kind of pictures that I was taking with my friends, you know, working on shows you surround yourself with a lot of like free people that they all care for you to do whatever and stuff like that. So I got there and the lady was so sweet. She said the same owner. I still on the same salon. She was the sweetest person ever. She looked at me like, Lisa, I'm so sorry, but I just need a cleaning lady. Like I don't mm. need anybody. You think I left? No, I was like, I'm going to be the cleaning lady. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so I became the cleaning lady at the salon. And I came back two days after with red lipstick, like you see me now, high heels, dressed to the teeth. And I was like, I had to prove <laughs> that I'm not a cleaning lady. But is that a way to get in? I'm going to get in somehow. But I want to represent who I really are. So who I, who I really are. That's how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Who I really am. Yeah. Who I really am. Okay, good. So I did that. And everybody look at me like, wow. But I Look at that foxy cleaning lady. Exactly, right? (laughs) So I fold my towels. I did all the sweeping, toilets, everything I did really good for three months. And then... She realized that I was really good at makeup because I was doing, I'm telling you, a lot of makeup. I would put all my makeup in my house. I would put it on my face and go there. I want to look the best. You know, I want to mm-hmm. just go there and look fantastic. You know, I want to prove myself. So she was like, oh, my God, like, we don't have a makeup person, but we're doing this bridal party. Can you just do some makeup? And people were in love with me. So I started doing makeup and stuff like that. Later after that, she hired this Argentinian lady. And she became the cleaning lady. <laughs> she was, she was like on the seat on her sixties, and I trained her really good, like good. Yeah, good. I, want, I want her to be the best. <laughs> so I get that. So that's it. So she got me to be the salon assistant, and she promised to me. She saw my ambitions and how hungry I was. So she was, I promise to you, I have something cooking. And getting a bigger space. And you, we have your own station. Please stay tight here with me. I was like, I got you. <laughs> I didn't have nothing better. It was the best salon. So I was like, I stay here doing whatever. If I can clean the doors now, I would do it. I don't care. You know, I feel like, guys, this is not like me acting. I'm somebody and I want to feel, I mean, people to feel sorry about me. It's just like, when you, <laughs> when you touch the words and you feed touch the ground on the worst moment of your life there is nothing worse than that you know so for me everything is a good opportunity america for me was the dream place to be where i can pay for my parents good stuff you know mm-hmm. and for myself stuff that i never had like literally i never had a pedicure a manicure a facial a haircut in my whole life until i went to beauty school 
You so, never had a haircut your whole nothing. life? Nothing. I think when I turned 15 on my quinceañeras, I think they did a hat comb kind of stretching my hair, whatever, and I was crying. I was so <laughs> not used to it. My hair was so natty and nappy or whatever it was. And they kind of clean like across, but never like nothing that I went and paid for. I want this. This is the style that I'm looking for. Like, no, it was like a kind of quick kind of thing. Oh, super cheap. Let's go across like that. Okay, bye. Go home. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but no, not really the salon experience ever. I never had a salon experience ever in my whole life until I moved to America. How long was your hair? It was pretty long. It was pretty long. Or like, should we say big? How big yeah. was your hair? I mean, it was big and long. Like, it, I remember the stretch and I was down my butt. Like, it was, like, really long because, oh, I never had a cut, ever. Wow. I had braids and pull it back, put it to the side. And my mom cut it when I was younger, but she did, like, a, you know, just like a, a barber, number three or whatever, I don't remember. <laughs> and I started growing, like, an afro and stuff like that. Well, but, we have Keon next, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> Keon next. I love Keon. But uh, going back to that, so this is, this is like a Beverly Hills from Las Vegas. I'm not kidding. So it's a really fancy salon, and it was tough for me. Tough. So I didn't know that I had to have that thick skin to work there but I, I once again I'm committed I didn't know English and I went to beauty school like you know I make it work somehow and I never say no there is nothing impossible for Lisa so I will walk to the front hi my name is Lisa nice to meet you coming in and you can see those faces of those ladies from you know Summerlin is the area if you listeners are familiar with Vegas this is like a once again like a Beverly Hills from Vegas and they would look at me, oh, really? Are you doing my hair? You know, I can see, I can read it through right. the faces. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give up. I didn't give up. I would bring them back and I would try to do my best and prove again. Always proving myself. Nothing ever been easy for me that I can do this. So now I'm still the only, I know the only Latina, African-American, however you want to call it, at my salon. But I mean, I am. Yes, I am. There is another Latino guy, but I'm the only one. So can you imagine those ladies that were like, you touching me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Plus, they saw me cleaning, you know? So it's like, right. it was kind of tough to make them believe that I'm not the cleaning lady. I'm doing your hair now. But once again, it, I went through it. I, that is, I don't care. I don't care what people think, you know? At this point, you know, it's just like. You had I a just, goal. I got a goal. Like, that's all I know. Go, go for it. Continue your dream. And that's it. That is. There is no obstacles for me. You, yeah. your own obstacles. <laughs> I'm in all of you right now. Oh, thank you. I truly, I, I am. I, I think you. you're amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, a lot of people would give up. A lot of people would no, quit. I never, I never quit. You know? And I learned English on the street with you guys. Right. Trying to figure it out, looking at movie, going back. Oh, what did it say again? Oh. What did it say? <laughs> I mean, Olivia laughed with me. She knows. I was like, what does that mean? I'm still... I may steal her questions. <laughs> like, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, so, in the salon now, I mean, obviously, the, you know, you went from, you know, those people looking at you as the cleaning lady and then giving you kind of like a little bit of an attitude saying, okay, you're doing my hair. And now you're on uh, big stages. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're traveling and you're doing big things. I know. So, I mean, what are they saying now in the salon? I, I always say I came from <laughs> a little tiny town in Cuba <laughs> to a global. It's not that I'm on a stage. I'm global. I don't campaigns that I went global. 
like all around the world. So I'm extremely humble and proud of myself every single day. And this might sound stupid or nobody maybe throw flowers on themselves, but I have to throw. I have to throw the flowers on myself because I work hard, mm. hardcore. I still <laughs> work hard. If the day has 24 hours, I, <laughs> I still work 36. Right. And I made mistakes. Like, even I expect my assistant to be like me. And I stopped thinking that way. I'm like, Lisa, like, people don't... Everybody has to Lisa, be I'm an crazy. alcoholic. I'm crazy. Like an alcoholic, no, like a workaholic. How you right. say? Workaholic, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, everybody has to be like you. But I don't know. Like, that's me. I always up to the next. Mm-hmm. And when I get to the next, what is next? And so, if not being just there, I want to be the best on the next. <laughs> so, so in a salon in Vegas, how how did Cosmoprof find you, or how did you join that next that next level? I mean, to be this global, international once know, again traveler. I did so much hair. You get cut out to finding yourself, and just making that book full. And that was what I was focused at the beginning. Then, once again, my book was full. I had clients left to right. I was good. I was making the money. And I felt empty. I was like, what is next? Like, once again, this is Lisa. Lisa is super challenging. I don't care about comfort zone. I don't believe in that. There is no comfort zone for me. doesn't exist. So I was like, uh, no, Lisa. There might be something more. And I will always get clients with curly hair. Why? Because I attract them. I have curly hair, so they believe. Even when I wasn't good, I have curly hair, they believe that I could be good. <laughs> Just because I have it, you know? I have it, they're like, oh, yeah, you might know what you're talking about because you have it, right? They feel secure. And I start playing. When I say playing, I didn't took any class. I was playing with curly hair and doing so much work for free. So I spend every single day off playing on curly hair. Once again, Lisa volunteered to be a facilitator in my salon for the education. The salon is pretty big. We have like 100-something stylists. So Whoa. I know, it's big. So the space is big. So every big educator that come to Vegas, they host a class in my salon. Because it's the space, you know. Right. They were so expensive. I, I was taking as many as I could, but I was at the point that I couldn't afford anymore, you know, trying to like, support myself, uh, my family in Cuba, all the stuff. So I asked the salon once again, the owner, can I be the facilitator, the person that put the chairs, get the lunch? I don't care. I just want to take the education for free, please. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I need help. So for many, many years, <laughs> not many years, I think it was like a year and a half, I was a facilitator. And I was having so much information in my head. You know, when you get so inspired, watching every single educator every week. So I got like, I was full of information and I was trying new techniques all the time. And then I started trying on curly hair and that was everything start. So I started going crazy on coloring curly hair to the maximum, to the stream. And I would start proving the industry that I can do beautiful, colorful curly hair. Like I want to break the stigma that people think that curly hair cannot be blonde enough or cannot be colorful, cannot have fun. Like I don't want to put limits in ourselves. I just, I just want to be free and create and explore and be extreme. So I think my extreme colorful curls got me to many, many viral pictures here and there, magazine, and that's pretty much how Cosmo found me. They were growing the team and they was looking for somebody like me, I guess. 
somebody that can do something different and bring something special to the team. And I don't know, even I don't even hear myself like I never talk about myself like this. <laughs> so, you're saying were, so you're saying they were looking for somebody special, and they found it. I, I feel special, but. I also felt weird to say that because I never, I don't, maybe because I feel comfortable with you guys, I never talk, right, Olivia? Am I crazy? I never talk high like that about myself. But I think at this point I should own it and I should believe in it. And 100%. I start playing with colorful curls, non stage, like behind the chair. And I know people have been done those colors before, but no walking clients. So I think inside a beauty, uh, created this uh, documentary about me. They have like, I don't know, 7 million views in YouTube. And that got me a lot of paid clients. Because before this, I didn't get paid for doing those colors. I was doing it for free just to perfect my techniques and to have those pictures. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes doing things for free, because it wasn't about the money. I was thinking in a legacy. I was thinking in creating something unique that people would know who I was. Because I was already having a stable income, so I didn't care about that. I was, plus I never had much. I don't, I don't try to be rich or nothing like that. I, I never had nothing in my life. So this is a lot. I don't even know how to take care of this. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to, I just want to get a legacy. Something that people feel comfortable when they see themselves. They can feel related. They can feel like a, if she can have a straight hair and she has colorful hair, what I cannot have it. I want people with curly hair feel the same. I want to break the stigma that because you have text to her, you have to look different. Or you have to put wigs on in order to look like the white people. I don't know. I don't know if this is correct. You can cut it off, but that's what I feel. Ah, I feel that people with text to her should feel the same. They shouldn't have the hair lacquered in a lot of oils and look like a stiff wig. We should let it free and just enjoy and be the same. And feel accepted by yourself or own self mm. so and I feel that that's why I'm travel and I spend so much time away from my family because I want to help all the hairstylists I want I want everybody to see the same thing I see and help those people you know yeah. our industry that's beautiful it really is and our job in this industry is whoever's sitting in your chair that they're sitting in your chair for one reason or one reason only and that's to feel important or to feel beautiful Right, no matter who that person is, no matter how young, how old, the reason they're in your chair is not to have their hair done. And that was what's captivating me. The way I was making people feel, that was, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a special, I have a gift. And then when I found that gift on curly hair, people that mm. haven't, like, I think the last show last year that I did with Cosmo Pro was in Arizona, and this lady was 34 years old. I'm pregnant, and she never had color her horn. I mean, never color her hair. She hugged me with tears, and I was crying next to her. She never colored her own hair. All these people have been hiding behind the wigs for years, trying to be somebody they don't are. So I just, I don't know. Maybe because I grew up poor, and I, didn't, I couldn't afford wigs. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I grew up in Cuba, guys, and when I moved to America, I was like, I remember watching Beyonce and TLC and stuff like that when I could on like, I don't know, Grammys and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh my God, I want that hair. I didn't even know it were weeks. So I moved to America and the first thing I went to that salon and I was like, oh, I want this. And they're like, what? That's a week. I was like, what do you mean? This is a hair. It's Beyonce. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that there was no real hair because in my country, you either braid or, I mean, I don't even know. 
of course now 2019 we have a little more you know you see more things but when i grew up i didn't see nobody with a wig in the head <laughs> so to me i was like what are you talking about <laughs> you cannot do this to me my head is long they're like uh no you don't get it this is a wig i was like oh i got so i got to the hotel so sad i was like never mind beyonce literally like crashed me right now <laughs> <laughs> she just like melt me in the floor I thought that was her real hair because she's spinning around, remember? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. the wind gets her, right? On the, on the, um, when she sings, and I, you don't even see that. You don't even see what it was glue or nothing. You know, of course, the like $10,000 wigs, whatever. I didn't know that. So that's it. That captivated me for real. Like, I just started meeting people and they were telling me the stories, how they were bullying when they were younger, um, how they were accepted by, because the hair or they don't look professional. Like I have, I had a client that is a lawyer and she started wearing her clothes about a year ago because of me. Before that, she said, I would never walk in a courthouse with my natural hair. I didn't think it was professional, Lisa. But now, you know, more people are doing it and I just want to be part of that movement. I want people to remember me for what I did. Yeah. If that can ever happen. Except, everybody for who they are yep not try to be something they're not i agree wow that's all i want i don't care about the money the money we can anyways you know so you said cosmic prof reached out to you they found yes. you yes and they were looking for somebody that can do natural hair and that's it that's how they, everything start they so were looking so for somebody like me like they were looking for a barber they were looking for right. a social media like olivia they were building a team because before that was just more color, right, Olivia? was like Larissa. They were more colorist and colors. And so, so, on, so when Cosmoprof reached out and you started to, did you just say, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'll, I'll do it? Or Oh, yeah. I wasn't even scared. And well, then after I was, everything you've been through, I guess not. <laughs> exactly, it's right? It's a piece of cake. Like a, even today, Ashley was like, are you okay? Are you scared? I was like, Ashley, it's just like an adrenaline that I have that is boiling me inside that I just want to get on. That's I just awesome. want to get on and talk to people and just be present and inspire them and just tell them my story because I can do this. Come on, guys. Hey. You guys were born and raised here. You can do it. You know, I'm like, you guys got right. it. <laughs> this is nothing for you, you know? And... That was pretty much what it is. Like, I'm super determined. I went home and I literally cry because to me, I mean, I still like appreciate every little thing. A post, somebody to say hi. I'm glad to meet you. Let me take a picture. I'm simple. I'm so simple. I appreciate everything. So going back home and looking to the Cosmoprof contract, cry. I cry and I was like, this is cannot be happening right now. But that said, I put my PowerPoint together. No, I lie. I didn't even have a PowerPoint <laughs> for my class, the first uh, class. And um, that said, I kind of got ready and educate myself deeply in how to connect with people and look at the eyes and not be afraid about my accent and all those other things that sometimes stop you. I just put them in the side and I was like, my journey is different. I'm here to inspire them and share what I know. And I'm not competing. I'm not trying to prove myself. And I felt they would get it. So that's it. And, and through this, is that when you met your BFF? Oh, my God. Tell me about it. I met her a little before that. Um, but, um, yeah, we became, we connect. I always tell her that she, when I met her, I was like, you are the typical don't judge the book by the cover. 
and you might laugh or whatever is listen to this because I was like you beautiful blonde but not stupid <laughs> <laughs> you're so oh. smart girl girl you're you know? in trouble <laughs> I, am, I, don't, I mean I'm real you either take it or leave it or cut it off but I'm real I'm always going to be real and I'm going to be always showing you my side I don't want to offend anybody, but that's what I really felt. I want to tell the truth. Like, I was like, right, Olivia, I tell ya. I was like, Mama, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. But I don't know. Maybe because I'm in Vegas, guys. Vegas is a little fake. Let's put it up there, you know? So all the blonde girls that I met were different than Olivia. I don't know. She's my best blonde girl ever. I love Aww. her. And she helped me so much through English, through everything. I love you. Aww. You know, through friends, for sure. Absolutely. Aww. And those listening, Lisa's like genuinely crying right I now. I know. That's, that's what I'm cool. saying. People can feel me. Even if I say stupid things, they know not from here. They, they know that I don't mean to offend any blonde person. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they get my message. You yeah. know, I'm not saying every girl that is blonde is stupid. Of course not. But I'm just saying that's what I felt. Right. That's mm-hmm. a stereo, stereo, you know, yeah, stereotypical you know joke here in America. Exactly. You know it's a I mean? joke yeah. in America and I turn to get maybe yeah. I'm not getting Americans that well, but I try to be American. <laughs> so I throw the jokes out there and whoever yeah. gets it and don't feel offended, I, I feel that good. Be you, I love you guys. Please don't get offended. <laughs> right. Remember, I'm not from here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Olivia, say something. What? I'm huh? just sitting here crying. I'm just in so Shut much up. awe. So much awe of you, Lisa. Like everything that you do, everything that you say. I mean, I do, I do know a little bit of her story, but this was just next level and depth. And 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 I feel, I feel more connected to you. I'm not necessarily. You guys were talking to them, but like I'm sitting here and getting teary-eyed. And who would have ever known? You know, who would have ever ever known? And I feel so blessed to be connected with you. You want to tell the story of how we decided to teach together? Oh, my gosh. I think it's just, once again, it's that thinking on united. Yeah, united. It's about uniting the community. It's about proving that it just doesn't matter the texture of the hair. It's hair. It's still hair. So we decide to, like, let's teach blonding because we were talking and we were doing the same techniques I'm on curly hair and she was doing her straight hair I was like you understand now Olivia people just put their stigma when they see an afro coming from the door oh I cannot do your hair you have a lot of hair oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> who's doing her who's doing her you doing it everybody jump on the salon and run on the back and they get scared I'm like it's just texture you shouldn't be scared it's just hair and that pretty much how easy, Breezy. Breezy. Blonde. blonde, so <laughs> came to life. Today, <laughs> when we were on stage, I mean, I just had this like moment where I was getting emotional because there was a lot of girls in the audience that looked like me and there was a lot of girls in the audience that looked like her and they were sitting next to each other. It was so beautiful seeing the diversity of the groups coming together because normally in classes it would be people like me people like her right but now we're teaching together so we're bringing the community as one and that's, that's what great. i want 
That when I say legacy, that's what I mean. It's not about my name there. I don't care about the money. I don't care. I'm telling you. When you've been hungry, <laughs> you, are you kidding me? Like, who cares? Another piece of bread. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just okay. It's just more about helping people to understand, right, Olivia, that you need two hands. That's it. To do hair. And just come together to do this was so special, Olivia. You saying that, and I felt the energy between people looking at us. We looking at each other, you know, because we kind of like the first class. So we were looking at each other to change, you know, <laughs> yeah. suggests and the screams. And, but, oh, my God, it was so special. And I can't wait Yeah, we're actually teaching more. together at the Nashville Fashion Focus show. Oh, and nice. then we're also teaching the hair color stage at Premiere. Which is going to be so good because, you know, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of my people will be up there. And I'm Latina. So we know Florida is full yes. of Latinos. And I get so many Latinos inspired and they DM me all the time and email me. Like, just they feel, they feel like, you know, as an immigrant, like they feel connected with me. And I just love that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just like connecting with those people that they felt left out, like, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a special Olivia for sure. That's so cool. I know. So does Cosmoprof, do they give you, like, do you, did you, like, with we this class, it. did you go to the, yes. you pitched it and they were like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a great idea. We completely yep. pitched cool. the entire class. We came up with the Easy Breezy Blonde by ourselves. We were just talking and we had to come up with, like, the description, what our curriculum, I mean, you know, and that's the one thing, like, Megan and Ashley, they really believed in us. And then they pitched it to their uppers, you know, Jessica. So it was really cool how it all came full circle. So, you know, there's just so much gratitude that's involved in just being able to be on stage together. You know, you see people like, you know, Jacob and Larissa and Phil, like, they killed it. They killed it on stage for so long together. And it's like when I'm with her, I just, I feel that emulation of my friends and, it's really nice yeah. to kind of hone it down. It is intimidating. It is intimidating. Right? Because you see people on stage and they big brand educated for years. <laughs> so, guys, can you imagine? Like, when I show my dad the picture of today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's oh going to cry. So am I. going to be so my happy. My dad are definitely crying. So, it's just, of course, it's like, it's not about us. But at the end of the day, you feel like, wow, more people you can reach. More well, that, hearts that, you can touch about. and one more life you can change. That's I feel what it's that about, right? Yeah. It's so when we reach. walked in yeah. the room, we walked in the room maybe like 25 minutes before the class. 25, 25 minutes. minutes before the class. And people were sitting on the floor. room only. We were walking around people to get into our class. So <laughs> <was> I <laughs> see Ashley at the front and I said, we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, and she's like, she's like, snap. yes. Yes, we are. So <laughs> I, I was... I was so happy for the turnout that we had and it was it was it was kind of crazy to see that every just a, a conversation just a conversation how it can manifest into like something that's actually happening and it and it happened today at Mid Atlantic and I'm I'm so happy. That's I'm extremely so cool. honored. Like I can't even express how happy I am for the opportunity and I can wait for more. Yeah. And this is, okay, this is just this the is only my <laughs> second blonding class because as the people listening on the podcast right now, I usually teach social media, but on my social media is all blonding, right? right? right. Like, so to bring it full circle, 
to be on stage and, and showcase my online passions rather than just social. But what was really, really cool about our class was we went over consultations in person, but we also went over digital consultations because a lot of the people we're getting now from is from Instagram. So we talked a lot about that. Um, we were also talking, we actually played a game. It was really fun. It was called, is this Photoshop or not? Oh, so we had it. a bunch of different photos and how to identify if a picture is Photoshop or not to help the people in the audience identify so they can tell their clients. And then we also did before and after pictures. So it was cool because it was a blonding class with a digital take, right? It was just a little different from... It was a little bit yes, right? yeah. Much, from right? from a from a in person to a social standpoint, it was it was really amazing. And I felt that's what people need now. It is, uh, we were as real as possible. We were like literally talking our every single day at the salon. We were just sharing formulas. We were just like on point on every little detail. It was good. It felt really good, and I can feel people have so much questions even after like. I think this is going to be amazing. And, That's and so two nights yeah. ago, her and I, we were practicing for two hours at 1230 at night. Like our banter in class. When you think about it, I live on the East Coast. She lives on the West Coast. Oh, no, I yeah. I live on the West Coast. Was, oh, whatever. I cannot talk right now. Let yeah. Me so we were, it was 1230 <laughs> East Coast time. And we were practicing because we're both perfectionists and we did not want any awkward stutter and because it was our first time teaching and it really translated like it really translated for our class and we had a not to mention of course like we're really good friends but we've been planning this class now for like four months at least like since December going over like what we want to talk about our our powerpoints the points we want to hit so and basically we look at what is on shows and we're trying to pitch something different something that is missing we want to fill that space and that space filled by being real true to ourselves and to the audience like sharing that we teach the same technique in different textures. That was pretty that much was what it was. That was the message for that all of it. That's the message. And then at the end, we switch. So I jump on her model and she jumped on my curly girl model. And we ended up with a positive vibe. Like, guys, this is what it is. Anybody can do this and anybody can do that. Like, it's just about what you mix on the ball, understanding the principles, your formula, your knowledge, put it in. And that's it. It just shouldn't be complicated. That's awesome. So you're saying don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yes, don't. Don't be scared up here. It's just hair. It's just hair. <laughs> That's right. Just hair, guys. What Lisa said, hair. So, you, so, you, so, the, so the dynamic hair. duo here, you said you guys are going to take this worldwide? Yeah. Global? Yeah, we are. Why not? Why not? Yeah. We haven't talked about it, but yes, we are. Nothing now we are. can stop. <laughs> you know both of us. Well, we don't up. say things. We do things. We're, Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I never I would say love no. So. Once y'all, you guys get the schedule for premiere to let us know. And if we're, we don't have anything going on uh, at that time frame, we'll I want to be love, there. We'll dip in. I would love for you Please. guys to be there. Yes. The hair color stage, I don't know if you guys recall from last year, but it's massive. And it's extremely, oh, well, I'll just say it. It's extremely intimidating because, mm -hmm. like, you're on there and... As much as like you're kind of looking at the people, there's Olivia. just a million eyes staring at you. What, Corey? 
You need a bigger I need a boat. bigger boat. <laughs> we got a boat. We got a yacht. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I should have yes. yeah, it is yes. a cruise. To take all of us. <laughs> Guys, this has been truly special. I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. It was thank like Thank you. It was moving, it was deep, it was it was Thank you. It just thank you so so yeah. so very much. And that much. is much more, but you know. Um, I well, didn't want to be too intense <laughs> and make people cry, but we all, like we all, like crying. Yeah. <laughs> Always been a big fan of you, Olivia. I and love Olivia. Laisha, I mean, after this, I mean, I am Aww. truly in awe. Why do you think I, I want to work with her? Hello, 100%. you get it now? <laughs> I want to Alicia. I want to right? hang out with Alicia. Oh, I, got, oh, I mean, yeah, even I got last night I met you guys yeah. and I was like, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Like, literally, this is a dream come true. I mean, I just always want to share because I feel sharing is the only way I can inspire people deeply mm-hmm. because they see my work, but... Some people even say, you work cannot translate something else. But I'm like, really? I don't see it. But right. hopefully, you know, hopefully people that are listening, if you speak Spanish, si hablas español, por favor. Siéntete conectado y fuerte y tú sí puedes. <laughs> ¿Verdad? So if you speak Spanish, I was just literally like <laughs> giving a little bit of input to those Spanish hairstylists up there that they might feel I don't know, less or learning the language still or moving from a different country. This is America, you know. It's all love. No, you don't have Peace idea. And, and when I say I've been in 17 different countries, that means American is America. <laughs> like America, like you can be and do whatever you want in America. Like that's what America is America. I think it's no other word to describe. Like it's an amazing country awesome. to live and pursue your dreams for sure. On well, that note. on that note, well, first, I'm very, very honored to call Olivia a friend, and and, and I appreciate your friendship more than you'll oh, ever I know. Love you, Corey and Tony. And Lisa, thank you. I hope that uh, I hope in the future I can say, you know, that's my friend too. You um, can say. Awesome. I got yes. a new friend. You have a new, a new friend f- for yeah. sure. I got a. Friend I don't need more than three you. days. That's One right. day we can <laughs> be friends. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, ladies, thank you guys very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, Leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.